We have to stop this cycle. It's insanity. We must wage what I have called total war against public enemy number one. This is your brain on drugs. To me, what's more significant is the way that we socially regard the condition of addiction. Your argument is that it's willpower. Of course it's willpower. People, no, all it's people not willpower. Treat these drugs as a health problem, not a criminal problem. Okay. And, and, and that's something which seems to me to be, uh, you know, it, it works. Folks don't talk about it. We talk about cancer, we talk about heart disease, but people are afraid and ashamed to talk about drug addiction. Welcome back to Let's Talk Drugs, which is presented by ProjectKnow.com. That's ProjectKnow.com. If you need help with a drug problem, call 1-888-744-9945 to start tackling your resolutions today. First of all, Happy New Year! New Year's Day is special. It represents a fresh start and the chance to set resolutions for the coming months. For a lot of people, getting clean is the ultimate resolution, and it can also be one of the most challenging, especially after the holiday season. With so many major holidays coming one right after the other, we get to celebrate for almost two months straight. Friends and family come together, and more often than not, these gatherings center around lavish meals and, you guessed it, alcohol. Hangovers are just as much a part of the holiday season as chilly weather and hot cocoa. Some of you may even be facing the dreaded beast right now. Yikes! Well, let us help you out. In today's episode, my friend Dan will explain why we get hangovers and what we can do to alleviate them. Take it away, Dan. Thanks, Lolly. So, this is a familiar scene on New Year's Day for a lot of you, I'm sure. You wake up, maybe you're not sure where you are at first, and you open your eyes. You feel pressure behind them, and your head begins to ache, like someone's drilling a hole through it. You wander into the kitchen, and you see empty beer or liquor bottles on the counter. They trigger your memory, and bits and pieces of the night before begin to come back to you. Binge drinking and hangovers are common during the holiday season. Drinking occurs at family get-togethers, celebrations with friends, think those ugly sweater parties, and office parties. The heavy drinking during the holidays can be seen when we look at statistics on drunk driving. So during Christmas and New Year's, two to three times more people are killed in crashes involving alcohol than during similar periods during the rest of the year. In fact, 40% of traffic deaths during these holidays involve an alcohol-impaired driver compared to 28% for the rest of December. There are a lot of reasons why people may drink more over the holidays. So I think part of it is just uh, culturally, we're kind of ingrained to think that that's how you celebrate. You know, it's festive. This is what you do. It's kind of socially normalized in a way and, and expected. Um, and I think it's also, you know, if you're traveling back to your hometown or something, you know, you're getting together with old friends and people you haven't seen in a long time. And one of the easiest ways to kind of reconnect is through that social lubrication, whether it's meeting up at a bar or, you know, having a couple bottles of wine. I think there's probably different reasons why people drink at holiday times, um, but primarily it's probably just to sort of unwind from the, the stresses of the day-to-day. -day. And uh, I think also there's a lot of kind of tradition bound up in the holidays that, that might encourage people to consume a little bit more over the holidays than they would otherwise. I think it's a time to cut loose and take a break from the normal routine. And I'm sure for some people, the holidays can trigger past uh, losses that they may have had. 
and they may be missing people that aren't there. So that might be one reason. There are all kinds of reasons why people may drink more during the holiday season. But ultimately, these reasons can lead to the same thing, binge drinking. So what exactly is binge drinking? Well, uh, according to the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, or NIAAA, binge drinking is defined as four drinks for women or five drinks for men in about two hours. In 2016, 65.3 million Americans aged 12 and older said they binge drank in the past month, which is actually almost a quarter of that population. So is, is binge drinking actually bad for you? I sort of uh, know inherently that it's bad. However, I, I, I find myself <laughs> on occasion binge drinking. Um, doesn't happen a lot, but uh, I tend to think that when it does, I, I probably downplay it a little bit in my mind. But yeah, I know it's bad. I think it's bad. Certainly, it's, the more you do it, the worse it is. I mean, definitely liver damage is the number one uh health effect that that I know of, um, you know, that long term abuse to to your liver and the ability to process those toxins out of your body takes a toll. I think in general, it's bad. I know it's bad for your liver and that alcohol can contribute to lots of different diseases, uh, possibly cancers. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention say that binge drinking can lead to a number of problems. For example, car accidents, alcohol poisoning, sexually transmitted diseases, unplanned pregnancies, sexual assault, or even accidental injuries like falls or burns. I mean, how many times have you woken up after a party with a new bruise or a limp? Now, frequent or chronic binge drinking can be even worse. It, it can lead to long-lasting health problems such as high blood pressure, stroke, heart disease, liver disease, memory problems, all kinds of cancer, or even alcoholism. According to NIAAA, heavy drinking, even if it's just over the course of a few days, can contribute to liver damage by causing fat to build up in your liver. Now, this excessive fat makes it harder for your liver to function, and it can make it susceptible to inflammation. And this, this is a condition known as alcoholic hepatitis. What's more, researchers at the University of California, San Francisco, found that binge drinking only 21 times led to signs of early stage liver disease in mice. The binge drinking caused fatty liver tissue and inflammation. It also increased the number of enzymes that metabolize alcohol, which can harm your liver. More recent studies have observed this phenomenon that's known as holiday heart, in which heart arrhythmias, which is when your heart beats inconsistently, are more common after episodes of heavy drinking during the holidays or weekends. On top of this, pancreatitis and pancreatic cancer have been found to be more common among binge drinkers compared to non-drinkers. This is particularly common among men. Binge drinkers are also at risk of developing alcoholism. Other risk factors for alcoholism, uh, according to the University of Maryland Medical Center, include age, gender, family history, social and cultural factors, race, and mental health disorders. So this means that a person who's already at risk of developing alcoholism is putting themselves at an even higher risk if they consume more than four to five drinks in two hours on a regular basis, even if it's only on the weekends or only during the holiday season. Binge drinkers, and even those of us who occasionally indulge, are certainly acquainted with one of the most common effects of drinking, the dreaded hangover. 
anyone who's had one will tell you that they're no fun. Yeah, the worst one I remember that I've ever had was in college, and it was a combination of beer and cheap vodka, and the hangover was just horrible. I felt so awful the next day. Uh, It took me pretty much the whole day to recover. I can't pick out one in particular, but in general, uh, tequila hangovers feel like I've been punched in the face, like I can feel it in my eyes. You know, some days I would just wake up feeling like, man, that was not a good idea. (laughs) Hangover is a general term that's used to describe the effects a person feels after drinking an excessive amount of alcohol. Some of these effects are unpleasant, to say the least. Headache, nausea, sensitivity to light, noise sensitivity, diarrhea, thirst, lethargy, and even mood disturbances such as feeling depressed, anxious, or irritable. According to Stanford University, alcohol is a diuretic, which means it causes your body to shed water. In in other words, you pee a lot. This loss of water can lead to dehydration and the increased likelihood of a hangover. A hangover headache is actually caused by the shrinkage of the membrane or sac that surrounds the brain due to dehydration. Other factors that can contribute to hangovers include congeners, which are natural byproducts of alcohol fermentation, reduction in vitamin B, which can lead to fatigue, drinking on an empty stomach, and mixing drinks. Some experts even believe that certain personality characteristics such as neuroticism, anger, and defensiveness may make people more susceptible to hangovers, as well as having a family history of alcoholism. Now, hangovers are miserable. There's no doubt about that. So what's the best way to get rid of them? To recover, it was just staying in bed and drinking lots of water and getting a breakfast burrito from the place on the street and giving yourself a pep talk in the mirror to get back at it. The things I did to try to recover from it were um, getting some fresh air, hydrating, and eating bland foods. Um, But even the combination of all those three things, I think it took me almost 24 hours to get over it. Uh, Stuff I do to recover is hydrate a ton. Usually bad food in the morning, bacon, eggs, something greasy. Even though they feel like hell, Most hangovers fade with time, usually about 8 to 24 hours. In the meantime, stay hydrated. Drink plenty of water, or you can consume other fluids, such as Gatorade or soup. Get plenty of sleep, and eat bland foods such as toast or crackers. These can help with some of the nausea that you're feeling. If you're really suffering, certain over-the-counter medications can help with hangover symptoms. So for example, Antacids can help with nausea, and aspirin and other non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications such as ibuprofen can help with headache and muscle aches. But use these cautiously because they can make gastrointestinal symptoms worse. Definitely stay away from acetaminophen, also known as Tylenol, because it can make the effects of alcohol on your liver worse. To prevent a hangover, drink slowly and on a full stomach. Watch how much you consume and how quickly you consume it, and drink a glass of water in between drinks. Alcoholic drinks that don't have many congeners, such as vodka and gin, are linked with fewer hangovers than drinks that contain more congeners, such as red wine, brandy, and whiskey. 
But just in general, hangovers are associated with drinking more alcohol, regardless of what kind of alcohol it is. Most people view drinking too much on special occasions, such as New Year's Eve, birthdays, or weddings as just part of the experience, and it's not something they do every weekend. But for other people, binge drinking and hangovers don't just happen during the holidays. They're a regular thing. If you think you might have a problem with drinking, or if you know someone who might have a problem, look for these signs. Drinking alone, in the morning or in secret. Having withdrawal symptoms when you stop drinking. Drinking to relax, cheer up, sleep, deal with problems, or feel normal. Drinking longer than intended or more than you wanted to. Spending less time on important activities such as work or school. Hiding the extent of your drinking. Continuing to drink even though it's causing problems with your relationships, your job, or your health. Building a tolerance to alcohol so that you have to drink more and more to become intoxicated. Changes in your appearance, such as not showering or wearing dirty clothes. If you've experienced these symptoms, or if you know someone who has, call 1-888-744-9945 to speak to one of our treatment support specialists about programs that can help you stop drinking and get your life back on track. Hey, there's no better time than New Year's to make a change, right? It can be hard to admit that you or someone you care about has a problem with alcohol, but the longer the problem continues, the greater the risk for harmful effects on your health, relationships, job, and other areas of your life. There are programs out there that can help you quit drinking and find ways to stay sober. Sometimes a hangover isn't just a hangover. Sometimes it's a cry for help. Well, that was a sobering report. Thanks, Dan. Now that we know how to cure these nasty hangovers, make sure you take an honest look at your drinking habits. Admitting when there's a problem is one of the most important steps to conquer, and there's no better time than the beginning of a fresh new year. You can do this. We'd love to hear from you, so share your New Year's resolutions with us on our brand new 2018 debut Instagram. Yay! The handle is Let's Talk Drugs Podcast. Use hashtag Let's Talk Drugs to connect with us, and as always, subscribe and share. <laughs>